On this episode, we smoke the Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023 by J.C. Newman, 6x52 Toro with a pigtail cap. I'm Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burn Line Podcast. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages over the age of 21. You're listening to Burnline Podcast, coming to you not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled amongst the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Cigar Lounge in North America. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Midas. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nick the Brick. The other host of this podcast, the best cigar podcast on the planet, uncommon cigar knowledge for the common man, and we've got a bit of a treat for you today. This is the Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023. I'm excited for it, man. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, and this is the uh, this is the sixth version of the mm. Bricktoberfest. Sixth iteration. Sixth iteration. Nice. Yep. Um, so this uh, cigar, first of all, it comes in a 10-count box. It is 10 side-by-side cigars. Pretty... Uh, Pretty cool looking stick and box. Um, Got that you know, cla- the, the classic Brickhouse band. Right. With the Bricktoberfest yeah. limited edition band S- underneath. Secondary band, yep. Yep. Um, the box is, you know, like it's it's not a um, like expensively constructed box, but it looks cool. Yeah. You know, it says Bricktoberfest on it. Nice. Kind of looks autumn-y, to be honest with oh, you. Oh, great. Um, so the presentation is is. Pretty cool, and and it's super cool because this uh, cigar, which is a six by fifty two Toro, so a decent amount of tobacco, um, the MSRP is ten bucks. Right, fantastic. So Brickhouse is a, a highly approachable, affordable cigar, and the Bricktoberfest is a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a dollar or so than some of the other brick houses, uh, but still, you know, right at that ten dollar price point, pretty approachable. Yeah, and for an LE, I mean, that's. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, so so looks like a good price point, but the presentation is good. And then, so the wrapper, this is an Ecuadorian Habano Rosado wrapper, and it's pretty Rosado, um, pretty freaking Rosado, if you ask me. Pr- pretty freaking Rosado. Uh, the pigtail cap is nice. Um, so I I, w- I really want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So this is, um, I should go out there and get like a chupacabra. Toro yeah, yeah. from Esteban. Like a real pigtail? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like the... But I feel like... um, I feel like I've seen like NBA players who have dreadlocks who have like the one hair. Yeah. That's like sticking up. This yeah. is what that reminds me of. It's not a pigtail. It's it is n- just... nub. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. It's a it's an extra column of tobacco right. sticking straight up in the air. like, And it's rigid. It is. It's, it's hard. It's like pretty rigid. And uh, it looks like the stem of a pumpkin which is kind of cool wow. oh my gosh dude you just unlocked the you unlocked the secret Cheat that's awesome it, yeah. yeah so yeah it's not a pigtail like i don't know what we can call it the kind that wraps around like a normal pigtail but well you know like the bahikes look like this there's a few different cigars like they twist the pigtail and snip it and yeah. it just end, ends with a little pumpkin stem yeah um but it adds a kind of cool look um and these do come in cellophane sleeves within the box, which is great for protecting the cigars while they're on the shelf. I don't know why it reminds me of Alfred Payton. It does look like Alfred Payton. <laughs> like he's, Alfred Payton's an NBA player, and he just he has this just big, big, big hit. Oh, dude, that's amazing. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, big, Alfred Payton. Big, tall hair. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. Uh, binder and filler are Nicaraguan. And for some comparison, the rapper last year uh, was Nicaraguan. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's a change-up. Yeah. And, of course, these are made in Newton, Newman's uh, Pensa factory in Esteli. Um, and they say that this is designed to be paired with Marzen-style beer, which is what they usually serve at, like, Oktoberfest festivals. So is Marzen a brand? Uh, no, it's a it's a type of beer. Is it like saying stout or sour? Lager. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we don't have beer to pair with it. Dang. But uh, that's what it's supposed to go with. So, And, of course, as usual, buy five, get a stein. Um, this year's stein looks like a classic lager stein. Um, and these come in a 10-count box. So I guess if you buy a box, you get two steins, which is exactly what I did. Nice. So, I've got a couple of uh, matching brick house uh, Stein glasses. So when we do the when we do the um, the re-smoke of these, you'll have to keep you'll have to keep two 2023 editions set aside. Oh yeah, and yeah. then when we do the re-smoke, yeah. uh, we'll bring the Steins in with the Marzen. Yeah, and we'll compare too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, year year over year. Mm-hmm. So that is the cigar that we're smoking. Let's go ahead and get these smoked up. We will start with the official cutting, and you've got your Zycar X1 Double Guillotine Butterfly Cutter. The official cutting is brought to you by Fat Boy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jacked Cigar by Fat Boy Cigars. And don't forget to try the Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in this series, Fat Boy Cigars will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. Fat Boy Cigars, welcome to the Fat Boy's world. And let's go ahead and clip that cigar with authority. Great clip there. No limp-wristed cutting allowed and tapping out the dottle on the back of the hand. So, yeah, one of those, uh, you introduced me to that. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, sorry. Really improved. The cigar smoking experience for me because that was the one like I wasn't paying attention, but that that thing where you're like scraping the little fleck of tobacco off your tongue or whatever, yeah, you know, like that it's goes almost, away now. It's almost like one of the things that you just did and dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. And it was like, all right, I guess there's nothing I can do about this, right? Because I used to I used to blow on the the cap. Yeah, yeah, I do that, and I used to like brush it off with with, with my finger, but yeah. the the packing is it's yeah. different. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and the bigger the ring gauge, the more important it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just a lot more loose, loose more, tobacco. Right. All right. Let's go ahead and get these toasted. Time for the official lighting. As always, we remind you, toasted, not roasted. And Nick has got his space shuttle engine over here. Three flame, flat flame torch. This is like the perfect gauge to use this lighter. I think the 52, like 5052 is a really good gauge to use the the triple flame lighter. Especially when it comes to a point like that. Yeah. And I have got my single flat flame powered by the single jet Johnny Midas unofficial lighter from Rocky Patel. I think the thing runs on gold, right? You don't put butane in there. You put... I'd put gold dust in yeah, there. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't. I don't think we talk about it enough, but I blow on the foot every time to... Make sure the cherry is um, 
satisfactory and the cigar is lit evenly, the I think the number one way to have an uneven burn with your cigar is to light it improperly. Yeah, I've got a story about that. A uh, friend of a friend of a friend told me. Actually, I think I heard it on a, on another podcast. Not that there are any, and you shouldn't listen to them. Never heard, only never only heard listen to this one. Yeah, never heard of it. Um, but somebody was saying that they knew a guy in the industry who would grab one of his cigars and just light the corn <laughs> on purpose because he said a, a properly yeah, constructed cigar constructed cigar it itself. will even itself out. Yeah, uh, I've heard that BS before. Yeah, well. You know, not something I want to take a chance on, but particularly when I'm dealing with a um, more affordable cigar, because, you know, there's a reason that they're they're more affordable. You have to make uh, choices in your uh, productization. Um, I was going to say, man, that guy, that guy just wakes up and chooses violence. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> just like, that is just yeah. the violent way yeah. to do things. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some cigars, like, I'll bet you I could do that with a Padron. And it would work. Every yeah. Time, yeah. Um, a $10 JC Newman, uh, I'm not going to risk it. Right. You know, so anyway, nice even burn on there and cherry. Well, I think like we talk about too, like, man, some of those, the first light sometimes is so good. Mm-hmm. And you miss out on that. If you're fighting the first, you know, inch and a half of the cigar trying to get it to mm-hmm. fix itself, you know, you miss out on that, all that good flavor and stuff like that. If you get a well-rounded light, that first, those first few puffs are magical. Yeah, just go ahead and take the, I mean, I think 45 seconds is probably like on the uh, on the lower side of how much time I take to actually get my cigar going. Yeah. Is, is probably, you know, not, not counting the cut and the tap. I mean, with the butane. Yeah. Probably 45 seconds. Uh, really interesting. We have a listener. Um, I'll give him a shout out. I'll call him Mr. VW. We'll call him code name Mr. VW because I don't know if he wants to be mentioned. But he was asking me um, about lighting the cigar and toasting it mm-hmm. because he hears us talking about toasting it all the time. And he said that he uses a, a lot of butane when he toasts his cigar. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's perfectly fine. That is correct. Yeah. You do use a lot of butane to toast a cigar. Because you're not... Like, I mean, if you if you shoved your cigar in the lighter, mm-hmm. right, you're going to use less butane. The flame's going to, you know, be exposed mm-hmm. to the cigar. But if you're, yeah, if you're barely using that flame, you're going to use yep. a lot of butane. I have to refill my lighter three, four times a week. Yep. Um, and if you're... And you have a big tank. Yeah. Yep. If you're like a budget conscious, you know, smoker and you can't really do that much butane, match, matches. free matches are the best. Yeah. 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 Or... Uh, or Use your lighter to light a cedar strip. Yeah. You know, cedar strips, many shops will give them to you for free. Yeah. Many shops. Yeah. Yeah, they come in the boxes, mm-hmm. and a lot of cigars mm-hmm. come with a, a little flat, you know, half a millimeter thick shaving of cedar, and you can just break it up. And, and so mo- most shops have got tons of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it's a great uh, call-out because... It highlights what toasting is, which is I'm applying just enough heat that it starts to get red. I'm not catching it on fire. I'm not jamming the flame in there. Right. And there's a reason for that, which is that scorches the tobacco and just creates acrid smoke that lasts for the first at least quarter inch, in my experience. If it goes away, uh, you're lucky. Yeah, like you have to sort of let the cigar sit, blow on the foot, let it burn off, you know, all of this stuff. And it can last and last and last and last too. Like sometimes you can't overcome it. So 
All right, so we have got a good cutting. We've got a good light on here, and we're going to go ahead and give some initial tasting notes, which I've got some I've got some ideas here, but Nick, what uh, what's coming off of this Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023 6x52 Toro Ecuadorian Habano Rosado wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler? I'm getting um ooh. I'm getting some a little bit of sweetness for sure, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, I'm getting sun-dried vegetables. Oh yeah, I'm being That's a, a I'm being a little bit of a a snob here. Yeah, no, I can taste that for sure. That's um, a good one. I think that there's a little bit of saltiness too. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like really, really good flavors, really appealing mm-hmm. to my palate right now. Very, very good. We're having black coffee. Um, yeah, this is, this is really good so far. Very well aged. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Certainly seems like it. So I would say if you took, uh, if you took some pumpkin seeds, mm-hmm. right, you know, you roast them in the oven with a little salt, not a lot, just like. You just like took a pinch of kosher flakes and tossed them in the air and waved the pan under it. And then you, you toasted the pumpkin seeds, but not till they're completely dry. There's still a little bit of that like raw vegetable in there. And you took that and you muddled it in a stone mortar and pestle with one acorn. Wow. And you, you muddled that around. You have to do it outside though. Outside. In the in the fall. Yes, in the fall. It's yeah. got yeah. it's got crisp fall nature weather flavor you're smelling the air while you're doing it yes yeah and you put all that together and then you just walked past the baking spice rack (laughs) you know and had a side thought about it Mm. that's what it tastes like yeah yeah that's pretty it's so funny when i was describing it i was thinking about um pumpkin and pumpkin seeds Mm -hmm. because it it does taste it does taste like like the crisp crunchy salted pumpkin seed it's remarkably fall. Like, yeah, yeah. They, they really Fuck, like kind of nailed the Bricktoberfest thing. Or, right, I'm always open to this possibility, or they tricked us so well <laughs> into believing <laughs> that this is supposed to taste like fall. Right, right. Which is, either way, I'm happy with it because, like, I don't know. You can be like a, a Grinch and be like, oh, I don't, I hate this. I hate the fall. I hate the, you know, everything. It tastes like fucking smoke, you asshole. Yeah. Or you can just be like, wow, like, I'm going to embrace this. But but the funny thing is, there's no indication that it's supposed to taste like fall. It's supposed to pair with a Marzen-style beer or a lager. If you're American, you can get lager pretty easily, you know. Um, but it, it really does, to me, taste like a fall cigar. No, sir, I'm, yeah, I'm being so serious. Yeah. I don't know if it's the... I don't, I don't know if it's the name, Bricktoberfest, or the... I don't know, yeah. but... This definitely, this is the pumpkin spice latte of cigars. <laughs> like, you know. Uh, that's awesome. Well, that is a pretty good experience. Now, my burn line is really good. Look at that. It's tight and narrow. I think, you know, that's, you were talking about it tastes well-aged. It's burning yeah. like it's well-aged. Yeah. I mean, Very evenly. Yeah. Ash is, ash is pretty solid. Yeah, the ash is good. I mean, I'll tell you what, so far, this is not smoking like a $10 cigar. No. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. When we talk about price. 
Yeah. And of course, uh, we mentioned the MSRP on this is $10. And uh, most of the brick houses MRP, MSRPs are just south of $10. Uh, so a bit more, but buy five, get a free Stein. And they come in a box of 10. So you can buy a box for 100 bucks, have 10 good smokes, and get two Steins, share with a buddy. Um, so kind of a good deal. So I feel like that extra dollar or whatever on the MSRP, you're paying for the, the Stein for, right. you know, for uh, participating retailers. Yeah. Um, so uh, why don't we do some socials while we're uh, looking at this? And we have got. So you follow Fat Boy Cigars. Shout out Fat Boy Cigars. Shout out to Fat Boy Cigars. Oh Fat yeah, follow them on the socials for Fat sure. Fat Boy Cigars on Insta. I'm not sure if they're on X. I'm not sure. I know that uh, I can't. God, I can't get used to that. Like even in the news articles I read, it'll say like so and so posted on X, and then yeah. they'll put in parentheses formerly Twitter. <laughs> you know, I'm like, how did like seriously X? You went from Twitter to X. Here's the thing. When it Is was this like 21 plus. I mean, why is it called right, X? Right. <laughs> when it was Twitter, when you would post, it was called a tweet. Yeah. Now that it's X, what is it called? And X? <laughs> I don't X'd. know. I just X'd. I just X'd, yeah. Yeah, it sounds it sounds um, perverted. Yeah, it, it's a little. Um, so we had some feedback on one of our episodes. Let's see if I can find this real fast. One fans have responded to your Q&A. View your responses. Is the S in parentheses? One fans? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is a comment on episode 32, Padron, 1964 Anniversary Maduro Principe. It says, fuck you guys. Time Pieces Part 1. That was that was cool. I mean, I know uh, I'm a little biased here, but the time pieces were fucking awesome, man. All right, so here's the latest response is, man, I loved the watches. Maybe a part two, question mark. Great comment. Um, yeah, I think we're going to have a part two. I mean, we didn't even get to some of the... I mean, he's got a couple of collectibles in that collection. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Plus, we wanted to have... Uh, we wanted to have, like, a local yeah. uh, watch guys, guys guy. Guys from Garrick. On. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, That'd be great. So, I think I feel like it's a dying art. Yeah. Like, uh, watchmaking and pipe making. I feel like those two are kind of going the same way. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just yeah. kind of a, a classic trade that is not even the cobblers. Oh, right? totally. Folks I was that, exactly. I was thinking that like yeah. the, the handmade shoe that actually yeah. fits your foot. Right. You know, which you can still get them, yeah. but they're expensive and you know, yeah. you might have to drive a couple hours. Right. Right. You know? And we also have a comment on episode 31, Fuente Fuente Opus X, hard to find in collectible cigars. It says such a shame about Nick's cigar. Opus X is one of my faves. Loved the section on collectible cigars. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, we thank you. appreciate the feedback. And we also have some other feedback from Amanda on Instagram. For Tobacconist Tip of the Week, can you talk about cracked caps? Yeah. What the hell do you do? So I think that is a great transition into our Tobacconist Tip of the Week. Nick, what have you got for us? And now, your Tobacconist Tip of the Week with Nicholas McCann. So I think we're going to do like a joint, kind of a joint Tobacconist Tip of the Week this week. Because mm. um, you had some you had some really insightful comments about 
how to do this because I was thinking about this and I was like, well, you just you just, hope, just for the, you hope for the best, yeah. kind of. Um, I think uh, I'm going to let you, I'm hopefully not going to step on your toes. I'm going to let you say your piece. But um, you said I should mention that I always carry cigar glue with me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess is unique about me. Which is like a fruit pectin. It's almost the consistency of like Vaseline, isn't it? Uh, harder or softer? Uh, simple syrup. Simple syrup. Okay, so like like caro syrup. Yeah, well, yeah. a little thicker maybe. Yeah. Like maple syrup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I could pour the bottle out and it would it would pour out. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um, it, but it is absolutely tasteless. I have, and obviously food safe. Um, I've I've tasted it actually. There's a little brush that comes with it in yep. the cap. And I've just I've put it on my finger and tasted it, and it tastes like nothing. Um, so yeah, I carry that with me in hopes that I can fix any uh, potential issues like on the fly. Um, but yeah, I, I I liked what you had to say, so please. Yeah. So my first comment would be prevention, right? No, it doesn't help if your cap cracks, but you can prevent it. Um, number one, use a sharp cutter and clip that cigar with authority most of the cracked caps that i've seen on a properly humidified cigar are from a dull cutter and it just squeezes and crushes Um, it can also be from timid tentative clipping right you know we we don't say clip that cigar with authority you know just uh as a soundbite it's a real thing like you got to clip it snap you know none of this like gently squeeze thing um but the other is properly humidified cigars, right? If it's not humidified, it's going to crack. Which also, is, when you if you're going to the lounge, is out of your control. Which if you go to the lounge, is out of your control. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what do you do if the cap cracks? Well, if you bought the cigar at a local tobacconist and you're smoking it in the lounge, you can ask for a replacement if it's a humidity problem. You can also ask for assistance in clipping your cigar. If you're commonly having this problem, it might be your technique or your cutter, right? Ask a local tobacco has to help you out with that um and then okay so you did your preventive measures um you you can't r- replace the cigar uh so you're stuck with a crap ca- cracked cap what do you do so here's what i do is i first i gently lift the leaf where the crack is and i lick the underside i'm not folding it all the way back because it'll just snap off if it's dry enough to crack it's usually dry enough to do that but i'll, oh, I'll this is surgery this is surgery. Yeah, you're doing full-on surgery. Yeah, I will gently tongue it, mm-hmm. and then, you know, moisten my lips, stick the cigar in there, and kind of roll it in the right direction to flatten that down, and apply quite a bit of spit around the outside. I mean, you know, not like gurgling, but, you know, getting it really moist, and I'm trying to reactivate the fruit pectin that held the cap on. Yeah. Um so I did this actually this week. I had a cigar that did that. Well, the getting getting it kind of a little a little bit wet is going to also uh, reinvigorate the elasticity of the tobacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it'll reduce. You know what? Sorry, I just had a freaking eureka. Yeah. So people who use their own cutter and not a lounge cutter, but put the cigar in their mouth before they cut the cigar, don't do that. If you use your own cutter, you can do it. Here's why I say don't do that. Go ahead. It's going to clip worse if you slobber all over it. You think so? 
Well, I mean, if it's a dry cigar, it'll cut better if you get it a little moist. Right. You know, yeah. at least the, the wrapper part will. Yeah. But if it's properly humidified and you get slobber on it, it's going to cut worse, well, in my experience. Well, because then it'll constrict with the, it'll squish with, yeah. with the cutter and not s- yeah. snap not cut. Slice. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry. So this week you, you were saying about, uh, I think, an experience you had. Yeah, I actually had this exact experience, and I used this method, right, which is why it's so fresh on my mind. But, you know, you have to get some moisture under that leaf and then over the top. And, you know, I kind of spin it a little bit and hold it in moist lips until, you know, that moisture kind of soaks in a little bit. Now, here's what gets tricky is at the same time, you have to avoid getting spit on the the end that's clipped that you're going to draw tobacco tobacco smoke out of because you're going to have a terrible experience tar build up all of that if you get spit in the end so it's just the outside and again i'm not talking about like gargling with spit i'm i just mean there has to be some moisture there which you know i have to to sort of emphasize because you tend to dry out your mouth and lips when you're smoking a cigar yeah um, we're gonna do a. We're gonna put a mouth cam in Johnny Midas's mouth. While yeah, he, yeah. While he fixes Post a, that on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Fixes a cracked cigar. Yeah. We can. He, he can do a demonstration. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's the best uh, technique that I've come up with. And then at the, uh, you know, after that, you have to be careful because it will make the cigar sticky, and it can stick to your lip. And as soon as you take the cigar out of your mouth, that leaf pulls off. pulls right off. Yep. Yeah. Been there. Yep, um, and then you got—you're looking like a weirdo because yeah. you got—you just bit a piece of your cigar <laughs> yeah, off, right? Yeah. It's all over your—you know—you don't know if you got it in your teeth now or your. Well, and then on top of that, like so, afterwards, it's still not perfect. You may have to put the cigar a little farther in your mouth. The yeah. like the effect on your cigar smoking with that crack is you—you're drawing oxygen, like just air in along with the smoke, right? And it really dilutes things. Right, you can also feel weird, and sometimes you'll get a little sucking noise. Yeah, and that's just annoying. Right, because um, it's a. I mean, with the cigar, with a properly rolled cigar, it's a closed chamber. Yeah, from the um, right. from the ember to the the point where the smoke comes out mm-hmm. at the cap. Um, but if you, yeah, if you have little holes in it, right, it's going to leak out there, and it's going to mm-hmm. ruin the 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 back pressure, which we talk about a lot. Yeah, the draw pressure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it'll just. Smoke output will be different. Burn will be really different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll affect the burn. Do so. you talk about moving the band? Oh yeah, yeah. So if you can, you can slide the band closer to the cap, and that'll sort of hold the cigar together, keep it from unraveling. You got to be really careful with that. You know, depending on the company, the amount of glue they have, how big the band. Like you can't really do it with a Camacho because it's such a huge band. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple of brands. You can't do it with a Padron because that inner band is on there so tight. And it's, I mean, it is glued down. Like right. just taking that band off is a challenge. Sliding it is probably a non-starter. Um, but that's something you can do as well. And I've done that even with, you know, damage to my wrapper that's not at the cap. I'll slide the band over it. Yeah. And it like holds it together. Plug that hole. Plugs the hole. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think if you, uh, if you have a cap that cracks, um, and you decide you're going to mess with it, either assume that you're going to make it worse, or um, be very confident that you're going to you're going to you're you're satisfied with what you're going to do to it. So whether it's like you know pulling the leaves closer together, or like you said, 
you know, kind of sticking that the yeah. loose tobacco down. Yeah. Like be be warned that you might make it worse. Yeah. So like if you don't want to make it worse, just don't mess with it and just deal with it. And of course, the ultimate backup plan is get a new stick. Yeah. <laughs> so you may have to. Yeah. So uh, Amanda, really, thank, thanks for that. That was a great uh, question there. And we just want to remind you guys, this is your show. If you want to have input, you can email us, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. We're too cheap to have our own domain name, so it's at gmail.com. Um, also, of course, you can follow us on all the social medias. You got uh, Insta, Twitter slash X, uh, Threads, um, not on Facebook because we're not fucking uh that old um <laughs> but reach out and uh comments please like and subscribe on spotify or wherever you get your podcast you can also answer the q a on each episode uh thanks to odin's blood and others who have done that on our show um that gives us direction to help serve you better with the podcast and with that it is time for a break don't go anywhere keep your dial locked in to burn line podcast Uncommon cigar knowledge for the common cigar smoker. Listening to the dulcet tones of Johnny Midas and Nick the Brick McCann on Burnline Podcast. All right, so uh, let's touch back on this cigar. We are smoking the Brick House Bricktoberfest 2023 by J.C. Newman. This is a 6x52 Toro with an Ecuadorian Habano Rosado wrapper. And man, I got to tell you, I'm impressed with this cigar. Yeah, 100%. Uh, first of all, the flavor's great, the back pressure is perfect. The smoke output is good. You know, it's it's got a good a good mouthful of smoke. It's not a smoke bomb, no, but a good mouthful of smoke. I'd say the smoke is pretty neutral. You know, it's not light, it's not heavy, it's not chewy. It's just there. Yeah, um, real solid, real solid showing. Love the flavor though. Yeah, this smoke is, is very flavorful. And I would describe this as like mid, may, maybe uh, on the lighter side, yeah. but mid mid body, probably lighter on strength. I think doesn't seem to be super strong yeah you can this is one you can uh smoke and have a couple beers with and mm-hmm. yeah and not get not get knocked on your ass right i think you could smoke this before breakfast yeah a lot of use case 100 percent. and the affordability man like you really know, really really good yeah i'm not worried about like raking the leaves while smoking this and you know dropping the cigar in the leaf pile i mean other than the combustibility uh <laughs> starting yard fires right um but it is affordable enough that I'm not too worried about that sort of thing. Yeah. This is like a this is like a party cigar. Yeah. It kind a, of is. You know, it's like a yeah. you know, get together for your fall gathering and yeah. or you know, whatever festival you go to and you right. know, hang out outside, have a brick house Bricktoberfest, right? Get in right. the spirit of it and And it doesn't matter if you have an empty or full stomach, yeah. If you're right. drinking or, or what have you. It seems like you know, it plays along, mm-hmm. you know. But look at that ash on your cigar, man. Like, that is really... You got, like, what, an inch there? Yeah, I just took a picture. And it's so... It's not flaky at all. 
No, that is a really nice ash. Yeah, it's super sturdy. It's probably uh, it's probably reaching its tipping point soon, but yeah, it's. Uh, I always I have this weird um, like fixation with not ashing my cigar. Yeah, I noticed. I always, I never ash That's why my it ends cigar. Up in your life. <laughs> yeah, all the time, all the time. And it's a risk. It's a risk that I accept. I just ashed all over the bottom of my yeah. my microphone. But well, especially I, when it's a beautiful ash, you know, like, right, right. If it's an ugly ash, I'll roll it off. Get it off. Oh, we got to do that for our next TTOW. A long ash. No, how to ash. Oh, I couldn't believe how not only how many people don't know how to ash their cigar, but. Uh, like people I've had on this podcast, like I'm watching them and I'm like, this is not a cigarette. Yeah. You know, like you're, you just lost half your chair. We could do it in a, a three second reel. I think on Instagram, I could show you how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. Do it right now. Totally do that. Yeah. Let's do it right now. Folks don't mind. All of you folks listening at home, we're just doing a uh, quick blah, blah. All right. How do I use this social media thing? Do I go to Instagram <laughs> or do I use my camera? Go to Instagram. Okay. So I'm going to Instagram. Okay. And now I hit the plus button. Yeah. Okay. And then what? Uh, reels, I think. Is there reels? Yeah. Reel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Camera? Yep. Okay. And then... Uh... Oh, and now I can just record. Yeah. Okay. So let me flip the camera. Man, this is so cool. This mm-hmm. is why I have a kid on the show. Okay. So all you're going to do is take the cigar, lay it, lay it on the side, and roll it. No, this is what I'm going to do. No, don't do that. Why? Because that's the wrong way. No, it's not. Yeah, no, this is how you ash a cigar. There are two it. Go ahead. You do yours. Okay. Well, there's not enough to roll. But that's how you do it. You just put it against the side. Yeah. This is how I do it. All right, hold on. Start over. Okay. Ready? Yep. Oh, that's terrible. Ta-da! Oh, my God. That's terrible. Are you kidding? That was the easiest thing ever. It's not a fucking cigarette. Wow. Okay. So, it sounds like we... <laughs> One... Dude, cigarette... Yeah, have you ever watched a cigarette smoker ash? They're like... They're... Yeah, okay, you're making me really uncomfortable. Don't treat your cigar like that. I know. I was being, I was being very rough with it there. But that's how cigarette smokers are with their c- cigarettes. Like... I don't know, because I don't... I actually, I don't hang out with a lot of smokers, like cigarette smokers. Did you ever smoke cigarettes? No. No? Can't stand them. I'll get you. Can we do it for like a week? We'll, no. get, we'll get into the habit. No. I can smell them from a hundred yards away. Oh, yeah. And it just makes me sick to my stomach. Cigarettes are uh, cigarettes are not for this show. We're not going to talk about cigarettes no. on this show. No. Ugh. So, yeah, let's do that. We'll do tobacconist tip of the week on ashing your cigar next week. That is a really fucking cool ash, though. That's why you do it yeah, my way. See if you can pick it up. Oh, that is so nice. solid. Dude, it's not even like... It's completely holding its shape. You're even rolling That's the ash crazy. in your fingers, and it's just sprinkling. Wow. And then you dropped it from eight inches, and it just landed in a solid piece. 70% of it's still intact. That is yeah. amazing. So... I will credit some of this, though. You probably noticed that this is a perfectly humidified cigar. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. 62.5%, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. I have found, you know, sometimes... Um, sometimes I have to actually dry out my cigars. I was going to say, I could go a little drier with this. Yeah. The first thing I do every time I pick up a cigar is squeeze it a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's It's like a, a, such a good bad habit 
No, but a lot of the a lot of the humidors I go to, yeah, they're actually over humidified. For fear of drying out. Yeah, for fear of having them under humidified. Yeah. I mean, I've I've had cigars like I'll buy them, and then like I'll take one out, you know, and and set it on, especially if it's in cello because that retains some of the moisture. Yeah, but I'll do I'll like sit it out on my sideboard mm-hmm. overnight mm-hmm. to smoke in the morning, and it's like perfect. Yeah, I think I did a tobacco and a sip one time on dry boxing. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Or it's yep. like if you, yeah, if it's over humidified, sur- kind of surrounded in a cedar box or you know just a regular cigar box or, but that I mean leaving it out overnight's equally as good. Yeah, yeah. Or if you on a fast timetable, put it in the fridge because your fridge is a dehumidifier. Yeah, but don't do anything quickly in the cigar world. Yeah, that's fair. Take your time. But if you're on a fast timetable, put it in the fridge, and and then let it rise to room temperature before you try to light it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pop that wrapper. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's talk a little bit about annual release cigars. So this Brooktoberfest is an annual release, and we are distinguishing between cigars that are released annually, like in a series, but they're different from year to year. Yeah, different blends, yep. Versus, like, we mentioned the Fuente Añejo is released, like, around Christmas time every year, and it sells out so fast. Right. This is a conversation I had with someone a while ago in the industry about the difference between limited edition and limited release. Yeah, yeah. And so like for the purposes of this discussion, we could talk about a different blend every year being limited edition mm-hmm. and then a seasonal or... We're making 500 boxes every year. When they sell out, they're gone. Limited release. That's limited release, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. So we're talking about limited edition yeah where it has the same like branding every year but it's a different cigar right right and the bricktoberfest is one of those so last year it was a nicaraguan puro i believe i know it had a nicaraguan uh, wrapper and this year it's an ecuadorian habano rosado mm-hmm. great wrapper by the way really really good um you know so it's different these the good the good thing about limited edition cigars is they're highly collectible like you know most of them are affordable you know, they're not expensive, but you can collect them. And, you know, instead of buying one, you buy two, put one in the humidor. Next thing you know, you got a whole series. Um, well, talk talk about it from the consumer's perspective, too, um, because, like, <clears throat> you can only have, and, and no disrespect to any of the brands at all, you know, I'm about to mention, but you can only, if you see the, you know, a Romeo 1875 on the shelf, 365 days out of the year at your brick and mortar, mm-hmm. right? It's going to get less exciting every time. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, even if it's your favorite cigar, right? It's just not like the, I think the fast-paced capitalistic society that we live in, we're always looking for the new thing. Yeah, it's like fast fashion right. for cigars. Right. Yeah. And so from the consumer's perspective, it's like a, it's like a rush. Your attention. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, I, I get it a lot. Yeah. Um, and then, and then from the retailer side, it's a good way to mix things up. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not committing to a facing, um, yeah. you know, like a permanent facing on your yeah. shelf for the rest of forever. Right. Where it's like, oh, yeah, we were able to get three boxes. And then that's a selling point. Yeah. It's yeah. like, hey, get these while they're here. Yeah. You might yeah. miss out. Yep. And people people jump on that. So here are, uh, here are some annual release cigars, some limited edition versus limited release um, that you could consider. The first is Year of the... I'm just leaving it there because fucking everybody's doing this now. Year of the Chinese Zodiac. Yeah, Year of the Chinese Zodiac. Yep. So Davidoff is probably famous. I think... Didn't they start it? I believe so. I think they started it. Yeah. 
Of course, these are less affordable, obviously. Um, but this you can is collect the, a, this is the one thousand boxes of ten. Yeah, like yeah. type. Yeah, and 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 six hundred went to the European market, and four hundred came yeah. to yeah. yeah, absolutely. And they they run like thirty bucks, right? Generally, yeah, more than twenty for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, the Placencia year, the rabbit this year was uh, upwards of fifty. Right. Yeah. So that's the next one. Placencia does year of the as well. Right. Uh, also expensive. Both of those are expensive brands. But if you want to collect them, they're different every year, and you can slowly collect the entire zodiac. Um, Drew Estate, right? They do yep. the same. Those are more affordable, more approachable. Um, and I, it, it slips my mind, but there's one the, or two or three other yeah. brands that also do it. The Drew State Year of the Rat story, which is a regular production cigar for the Unico series now, is actually a really interesting story that has to do with uh, the Florida Panthers, <laughs> but I'll, uh, the hockey team. But I'll, um, I'll say, I guess I'll save that for another, another why is time. That, why save it? Why save it? All right, all right. So... I'm gonna. I might butcher a little bit of the story, but this is how I I remember reading about it. So in like 1997, there was a guy on the Panthers team who was a goal scorer. The Panthers Panthers were having a good season, and there was a Drew Estate outpost at the arena, and for some reason, like this guy scored a hat trick, and then someone said like a rat trick, and so like they started throwing like toy rats on. Uh, the ice, right? And so that became like a uh, like rallying cry for the team the whole year, and they won the cup that year. Mm-hmm. And so, like long story short, short story short, Drew Estate was like, "This is the year of the rat," <laughs> and they they made it after like that season. Was it actually the year of the rat in the Chinese zodiac? So, or I ah uh, I can't remember. That would be really ironic if they made a year of the rat and really a year of the monkey or something. But they, they, yeah, they like this guy, they called this guy like the rat king or something like that. And he was just, yeah, yeah, he was the, every time he got a hat trick, they called it a rat trick. Nice. Yeah. So that's the year of the, and there's a bunch of them to choose from. Um, The Tatuaje Monster series. Um, So they have what, the face redux this year? Yeah. Um, I have a few of those. I've got like the, um uh, uh uh Frankenstein. Yep, Frank. Um Yeah, I've got one or two others. I don't I've got the face. Yeah. Um and then uh I can't remember the, the other one that I've got. They're super creative with the names. Yeah, the name like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. Face, uh Frank, Jekyll Hyde. And then like there's like there's a Freddy one. Yeah. Yeah, but I forget what they call it. Yeah, um, but those are annually; they're all different, um, and this is like a step down in price. Still, I think steep, but uh, probably like fifteen, something like that, seventeen. Especially with the Redux, the Redux is a good um, indicator that it's a different yeah. thing. So, Face was released originally right uh, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, they're in the Face Redux, so he redid the blend. Right, right. So it's based on tobacco availability or. Uh, his the itch that he got right to yeah. just to just remake the cigar, but um, having Redux there is, is indicative that it's at least this edition is a different one. But they also might release the face OG, right? So that's still a possibility. But the Redux part is about you know redoing the blend. Yep. Of course, you have the Bricktoberfest, which we're smoking now, and this is the sixth version of it. So if you wanted to collect those on the secondhand market, you know you can. 
uh, have up to six of these, as well as the Stein. So last year they had a boot. Nice. And uh, Das Boot. It kind of sucked because it's just hard to drink out of. Um, but it's like a cool collectible, you know. So if you're into cigar-adjacent collectibles, you know, that's a kind of cool one to Which there are not up. a whole lot of glasses and stuff. Yeah, I mean... Uh, when you talk about like swag, yeah. you know, the companies put out, there's a ton of ball caps. Right. There's a ton of ashtrays, yep. signs, tin signs, you know, stuff like that. Cutters, lighters. Um, cutters, lighters. But yeah. to have that cigar cup or yeah. that cigar. Cigar branded yeah. thing. That's yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's the Las Calaveras. Those mm-hmm. have been around for, what, what are we on, 12 uh, or yeah. 15 or something? Yeah. Those have been around for a while. So if you wanted to collect those. Now, some of the older ones are actually getting kind of steep on the secondhand market. You know, the the kind of uh, off-the-shelf price for the last Las Calaveras this year is, depending on the Vitola, like 12 to 15, right? Um, it's the Wild Wild West out there for that the resale. Is. Yeah, the resale is Wild Wild West. Um, and then, of course, you have the Avo Seasons. Um, I like awesome. Avo cigars. So good. Yeah, I, I really like all of Avo's stuff. And uh, that's distributed by Davidoff, right? Yep. Yeah, Avo's a Davidoff brand. Um, so, and and there's others, but this is a handful of uh, limited edition cigars that are released annually. If you're into like collecting and you want that, you know, kind of like collecting all of the Ninja Turtles when you were a kid yeah. or something, you know, uh, this is, this is right up your alley. And most of these are, you know, fairly fairly approachable um, in terms of price and availability. Um, and you know, it's one cigar a year. So, you know, maybe you can't afford a Davidoff frequently, but you can probably budget for once a year picking yeah. up their year up, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or same with Placencia. Right. I mean, 45 bucks just sounds incredibly expensive for a cigar, you know, for a new one off the shelf, you know, in right. a secondhand market. Right. But, you know, if it's once a year, eh. Yeah. But you got to double the price, though, because you got to buy two. Right? You got to smoke one That's, and save one. I was going to say, man, like, cool. Yeah. Quintessential collector's tip is like buy more than one. Yeah, like yeah. in case you in yeah. case you like get an itch to smoke it, mm-hmm. or like you feel so inclined to give one of them as a mm-hmm. gift to someone that you really care about. Like you want to have a second one on hand yeah. just in case. Yeah, like the uh, bottle of eleven year Lagavulin that I've got in my whiskey cabinet. You know the the uh, what edition is it? It's got the guy's name on it or whatever. Um, but yeah, like I killed that bottle. You know? Do you have a second uh, one? No, I don't. Oh, I can buy a second one. Yeah, but uh, it was just a great example of like, no, if you want to collect it, dude, you better have two. Or like, or like sneakerheads, uh, they'll buy two pairs, one to wear and one yeah. to one to just keep yeah. in the box. Well, because especially once you start drinking it. Now this is an Islay Scotch and really good. You know what? I should bring some in. We should pair it. I got to think of a cigar it pairs with. Wait, I thought you were out of it. I am out of it. Did you just convince yourself to buy more? I did. Okay. Right. Also, I found this incredible whiskey store. What is it? Is it Easton down south in Maryland? Easton, uh, Maryland? Are you talking about Pine Orchard? Pine Orchard? No, but there is a there is a liquor store down there, and I think it's called Airport Liquors. Okay. Easton is a is a place in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's down by Easton, because yeah. I was looking at my maps. It's close to the, the bay, the Chesapeake Bay. It is. Yeah. Because we have a truck route that goes down there and goes across the, the, the bridge, bridge in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. Where uh, what is that Annapolis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was right there. It was because we've got a customer across the bridge, 
and it's got an airplane outside, which caught my eye. That's pretty cool. And I went in, and you know, I'm giving away my big secret here, but I could not believe what they had yeah. in the store. They had Sellers Reserve makers. You're not going to gatekeep this uh, no. this location. Now they they sold it before I got there, but they actually had Seller oh. Reserve makers. Those are going for 700 on the secondhand market. Just came out. Sheesh. Highly limited. Sheesh. Um, and it's like I don't I don't know how the buying power works with the state of Pennsylvania that we're in being that the liquor stores are state stores, right? So I don't know like what kind of purchasing power they have or like, you know, there's a like I have I have a lot of creative freedom here. Right. With kind of like the the privatized budget that I have to kind of pick and choose what I want to get. Yeah. Um, but like I feel like the privatized liquor stores can like go all in on a limited editions bottle yeah. or something like that if they wanted to. Yeah. Whereas like the state stores probably all right, we're gonna get one story, one bottle each. Like I so I'm like gonna tell, the state store works. I'm gonna tell you and our audience a secret about Johnny Midas, right? Okay. So so that you know where my biases are. I collect Lagavulin whiskey exclusively. But I like Islay Scotch, which has like that iodine flavor. Nice. My wife says it tastes like medicine. Can't stand uh, it. Iodine's good for you. Yeah, it is. Um, but uh, that's just my palate. I like bitter stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not big on sweet. That's why I'm, I'm not a big bourbon drinker. It's so is that, for me. is that a Lowlands or Highlands? Or it's is it an neither? Islay. It's an Islay. So you have Highlands, Lowlands, and Islay. Oh, and okay. Different. Okay. So Highlands is, you know, the like the fruity flavors. Um, the lowlands is really peaty and earthy, and Isla is like oh. iodine, ocean spray, um, oh. kind of flavors. Like coastal. Like Lafrogue. Yeah. That flavor. <laughs> Lafrogue. Lafrogue. Yeah. Isn't it Laf- Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Lafrogue. Depends on what part of the, uh, what side of the Atlantic you're on. Um, and I collect Fuente cigars. So just a little secret to me, Fuente is the holy grail cigar i love them um love all of them they're right in my wheelhouse so don't tell anybody i told you that because i don't want anyone to think i'm biased on the show yeah but uh that's just me so i'm a collector Uh, Um, so you watched you watched my opus two weeks ago and i was dying punch me in the face i i was and you were like oh i give it an eight (laughs) (laughs) well i would have given it a 12 yeah i know (laughs) but i had to take points off um yeah i mean there was some bias there but that's different. These are two brands that I like, and they happen to pair well together to me. Um, but if you are a collector and you like variety, mm-hmm. man, like annual release seasonal cigars are a great way to get some variety. And well, Fuente does it kind of seasonally um, with the Anejos and the Opus. Like, like, there's kind of a pattern to when they release it. Seasonal release, yeah. Um, but unless they're introducing a new blend, it's always the same cigar, right? Yeah. But there are. Hundreds more of these that we are not. Um, I am not remembering. Uh, a lot of companies have advent calendars now too. Oh yeah, they're most of them on Christmas time. Yeah, I want to own every blend that Fuentes ever produced. That's my goal. By the time I'm done with this hobby, you better so hurry up. Hurry up and get rich. Yeah, uh, richer. Every day. Uh, I mean, every day we're kind of advancing forward. Like I guess it because there's. Wait! 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 What about like first gen Opus? Well, so I mean, it's a real like to me that's an internal struggle because it's like if you get an Opus now, is it the same? And the answer is no. no. But I can't get one from every year, you know, without selling my Ferrari. So, you know, I feel like that is straight out 
you know. I had I had the opportunity to buy. What is this noise in the background? Rookie move. You know this ice maker over here. We have to we have to operate our business at a hundred percent capacity even while we're recording the show. So absolutely, um, mistake free. <laughs> we handle all of our mistakes with precision. I had the opportunity to buy an original. I think it was nineteen ninety three Opus. Really, there was a full box presented to me. Seriously, hundred dollars a cigar. Where's mine? <laughs> so this yeah, was like hundred, but hundred bucks a stick sounds about right. I was like two weeks into the hobby. Wow. Yeah, and, and you passed. Of course. Oh, I had, uh, I had, well, I was, all right, so I was with, uh, I was with, I was with Francis. And you're like, there's no cigar in the fucking world that's worth a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, shit, you got any acids? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. No, I didn't, I did not start smoking acids. I started smoking on non-flavored cigars. Um, but yeah, he, he passed up on it too. But it was, uh, like thinking back on it now, yeah, I just sold my leg <laughs> for that, right, for that right. box, man. Yeah, I bought the box. Mm-hmm. I just straight up bought the whole box. Yeah. Do you have any uh, cigar news this week? Uh, I think the only thing that I have. Well, hold on. You so you do have cigar news? There's one thing. Okay, so it's time for our cigar news of the week with Nicholas McCann. <laughs> Take it away, Nick. <laughs> My cigar news of the week this week comes out of the United Kingdom, and it, this is pretty freaking funny. It's not that funny. This is really serious, actually. Um, but the UK just proposed a bill to ban the sale of tobacco for those born after 2008. Are you kidding me? No. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with those idiots? New Zealand's done it already. I think New Zealand's... Oh, yeah. Like, I read an article about like how hard that's hitting the Maori population because they have a heavy smoking population and no resources to quit. And it's like, well, this isn't fair. Yeah. You know, you're just going to create a black market. New Zealand, I think, is for... Folks born after 2004. Yeah. I believe just off the top of my head, I'm guessing here, guys. But, well, it's ab- to me, it's absolutely crazy because one, we know from history that bans don't work. But the other thing is like when you're taking away people's freedom to consume, of course, obviously that would never fly in the U.S., hopefully, fingers crossed. Right. You know, we do have a Bill of Rights or whatever. But, <laughs> you know, when you're taking away people's choice to consume because it's bad for them and bad for others, if you're talking about cigarettes, the whole secondhand smoke thing, you know, all of that, like, where do you draw the line on that? Yeah. Right? It's it's more than a slippery slope argument. It has to do with, I'm mortal. I only have this life. Sure. If this is what brings me enjoyment, who are you to tell me I can't? Right. You know, it's like horses. We used to all travel to work on horses, and then they came out with cars. Horses can't travel on the road anymore. Yeah. But nobody's saying, you can't have a horse. Look how dangerous they are. You're going to get hit by a car. You're going to slow traffic. No, you might have to go to a paddock, you know, in a special place to ride your horse, but you can still have one and ride it, right? Yeah. So, like, some controls, like, okay, you can't smoke in restaurants. Sure, all of that makes sense. But if you start banning it, I mean, it, that's yeah. just antithetical to yeah. the human this experience. This is talking about banning the sale of, of tobacco to anyone born after 2008. Right, and then and now, what's I mean? Have you banned marijuana? That's secondhand smoke too. No, actually, uh, it's right? uh, on its way to legalization. Yeah, exactly. Like you have the like, you're at best hypocritical. All right, well, that was some shitty news. Thanks I'm for just, sharing that, Nick. <laughs> I'm just uh, I, I think it's just been such a, especially because in this job that I'm doing right now, and the type of person that I am, like I've looked into the history of tobacco usage mm-hmm. and it is so 
ingrained and intertwined into humanity. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Ever since the first people came to this continent that we're on. Of course, there's a workaround on this continent. I can just dig up the Native American past in my family tree. And since it's like a sacred religious plant, yeah, yeah, like now I have a carve out. Yeah, smoking for religious values. Yeah, or absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I need to channel my aura to the gods. Yeah. Well, that's what they, I mean, that's what they thought is that they thought the smoke would rise yeah. to the gods. Bring right? their prayers. Is, yeah. And that's why they did um, like crop sacrifices, right? They would burn things mm-hmm. in Greek, you know, Greek culture oh, yeah. back in the, you know, yep. BCs and the ADs. BCs and the ADs. The BCs and the ADs. <clears throat> so... Yeah, it's I just prefer a, BCE and CE, but whatever. Before Common Era, after Common Era, Common Era, and before Common Era. That's what I just said. No, you said after Common Era. Yeah, before Common Era and Common Era, not before Common Era and after Common Era. After oh, Common oh, Era gotcha, would gotcha. be like the future. in the future. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. After the second coming, we'll have AC. <laughs> All right. Well. Appreciate that uh, cigar news. It is time for a break. When we come back, we will rank this cigar. Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023. J.C. Newman, don't go away. Hello, friends. Johnny Midas here talking to you about what I am smoking this week. And this week, I wanted to talk to you about collectible cigars and seasonal special limited edition releases. Like we talk about on this show, if you want to collect cigars... There are some great options out there, and I want to talk to you about what I'm smoking this week, which is Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. So you've probably heard Fat Boy Cigars advertise on this show. We also smoked the original Jack on the show. Great cigar, punches way above its weight. And I wanted to introduce you to the Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. So the Boots on the Ground series is limited edition cigars celebrate our frontline heroes. Boots on the Ground series represents the thin line that these men and women stand on and cross when needed to keep the public out of harm's way. There is the Boots on the Ground thin red line celebrating firefighters. This is a six and a half by 56 Maduro. Um, There is the Boots on the Ground thin blue line, a six and a half by 56 Connecticut. There is the Boots on the Ground thin green line, which is a five and a half by 54 Candela Bejique. And my favorite, which I'm smoking this week, the Boots on the Ground Thin Gold Line, which is a five and a half by 54 Maduro. This cigar retails for $7. That is a lot of tobacco, and I can personally attest, this is a delicious cigar. They could sell this for twice as much, and it would easily be competitive. So if you want to collect some of these limited edition cigars, these seasonal releases that we talk about on the show today, why don't you head on over to fatboyscigars.com and check out their Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar that you purchase in this series, which, by the way, all of them are 7 or $8 a stick, very affordable, but for each one that you purchase, Fatboy Cigars donates a dollar to charities benefiting frontline heroes. So, for example, if you select the Boots on the Ground Thin Green Line, which is a 55 by 54 Candela, absolutely delicious and doesn't smoke like your traditional Candela, $7 for a 5.5 by 54, they will donate a dollar to Wounded Warriors. So it's a chance to not only beef up your cigar collection with some limited edition cigars, but also to contribute to some really good causes. So why don't you head on over to fatboycigars.com, check out the Boots on the Ground series, let us know what you think. Online podcast at gmail.com. And we are back on Burnline Podcast. 
Johnny Midas, Nick the Brick McCann. And Nick, it looks like you've got another inch, inch and a quarter inch ash on that cigar. Looking beautiful. Doing really, really well. I'm in my final third. I feel like I have a good experience for ranking this cigar. So just to review, this is the Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023 by J.C. Newman. This is a 6x52 Toro that retails for $10. Well, that's the MSRP. You're going to pay something in that range, depending on taxes in your state, etc. This is made at uh, Newman's factory in Esteli. It has an Ecuadorian Habano Rosado wrapper, which I really like. Good looking. Good looking wrapper. Tastes good, too. It does. Um, Nicaraguan binder and filler. This is designed to be paired with beer, which I just dropped the ball there. I didn't bring beer. Um, they say it's designed to be paired with Marzen-style beer. Like They often serve it. Uh, Oktoberfest. So that's like that, like... I always thought it was a lager, but it's like that pale yellow beer with like the really big head on it, you know, that you get in the giant, that comes in pints. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. um, and it, it, for select retailers that are participating in the program, buy five, get a Stein. So 10 count box, 100 bucks, you can get two Steins, kind of add to your cigar paraphernalia collectability stash. Yeah. Um, and this is the sixth version of the Bricktoberfest. So if we mentioned if you like collecting stuff. Yeah, you might start with, I mean, it's super affordable. You know, Brickhouse is a affordable, approachable cigar, right? For sure. Um, so I think, uh, why don't we wrap up with some tasting notes and then go ahead and rank this. Um, let me take a couple of puffs. Nick, uh, what have you got on flavor? Ooh, that was smoky. Um, like a, a charcoal-y, bonfire-y kind of taste I just got. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in the first third, it was definitely what we described earlier as a um, kind of like, I don't know. The first third was like sweet autumn vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super, I'm being very Gen Z right now. Um, but yeah, the first third was awesome. And then it's kind of progressed into like a smokier. Yes. It's got a, it's gotten a smokier flavor, um, a fall barbecue or a fall campfire, bonfire mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, it's, yeah. got, it's got that going on right now for me. So, Yeah, for me as well. I wouldn't describe it as a charcoal fire, but as like a wood fire, yeah. like a bonfire you yeah. might make. Um, definitely some more like oaky notes coming out now, but definitely a char flavor, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I like that. And there's still like these these hints of like autumn weather yeah, uh, to the flavor. Like, they fucking encapsulated the weather into this cigar. Yeah, like it's kind of cool. Yeah. How did they do that, man? <laughs> Speaking of praying to the gods. Yeah, some back to the future type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's go ahead and rank this cigar. J.C. Newman, Brickhouse Bricktoberfest 2023, 6x52 Toro with the whatever pigtail cap. It's not a pigtail, but the, the oh, for pumpkin stem yeah. cap. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so, presentation. Nick, what have you got for presentation? Uh, Cool. But I think generally underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess also cost effective. Yeah. Um, I'm like torn. Like I think you could like charge twelve dollars for this cigar and change the color on the band to like fall autumn orange. Yeah. They basically they just use their brick house band and add a secondary band. Yeah. Give me some more. Give me some more pumpkin spice, please. All right. So seven. Seven on presentation. I've got a seven as well. Uh, for presentation um yeah i mean the the box is nice 
but cheap. The bands are nice, but cheap. Um, that's all good, I guess. You know, it keeps the consumer cost down. Um, but I agree with you. Like, you know, they, they could have put a little more thought into the branding. You know, the box has got that, like, dark. It almost looks like wood planks uh, finish to it. And then yeah. it says, like, brick house. And, you know, really similar to their other products. Yeah. Um, they could have made it stand out a little bit. I think so. All right. So at an MSRP of $10, what do you think about the price? Yeah. Uh, a knockout, I think, for the cigar and the promotion that um, participating retailers can run. Uh, this is a nine. I mean, this is a an incredible value, I think, for a really good size cigar with really good flavor and really good construction. Yeah, we're about to get to that. I, I had an eight for price. Um, I agree with what you're saying there. Um, this smokes really, really well for a $10 price point. I mean, it just does. The flavor is great. The construction was great. The smoke output is good. The back pressure is right. Uh, construction, flavor, all of that. So well done for $10. You're getting more than your money's worth, I think. Yep. Um, so tell me about construction. I think my draw was a little too open. So I'm going okay. to give it a nine. But it a, burned a nine. Yeah, that's okay. That seems high. High for well, construction. Yeah, I mean, you just said that the draw was too open. That's the reason it's not a ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. Um, it burned perfectly. Uh, the smoke up it was good. I really have no complaints. The ash was really solid. Um, I just wish there was a little more back pressure. That's all. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so construction for me. Um, the wrapper was done correctly. The cap was done correctly. You can see I've got this little tiny sliver of cap around the edge. Didn't come loose. Uh, I always look for that. No air bubbles or something around the cap. Great construction. Uh, the way that it burned, I mean, some of that has to do with, like, the aging and stuff. But some of it has to do with it's just a really well-constructed cigar. And I'm down to the bottom third, and you can see I'm starting to flake out a little bit. You know, I've got a little bit of tobacco coming off here. I'm like... I'm like showing the cigar to Nick and pointing like y'all can hear <laughs> yeah, that over yeah. the air. But you can see a little bit of separation there yep. and yeah. the burn line has turned uneven. Um, so I've got an eight on construction. Really well constructed cigar. Far better than I would expect from a $10 price point. I can tell you that. 100%. So, um, moving on to flavor. Nick, what are your thoughts there? I wish that it was fuller flavor. Mm -hmm. So the flavor was good, but the flavor's kind of light. Yeah. Yeah, this is. This is on the mild side of mid, I think. Yeah. And so we got all the flavors that we talked about, but they were... Um, Soft? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they They glided. They They didn't slam, slam into the... Right, and there's like an there's a there the inverse of that, right? The the vice is way too strong. Sure, yeah. Um, this, yeah, I just wish this could, would be a little more because the flavors are really good. Yeah, I wish they would be a little more allowed. And I think I would like a little more strength. Yeah, in it because I do think that like it's designed to be paired with beer, and maybe it pairs really well. But I can imagine like it's clashing. Not clashing is the wrong word, but it's being drowned out by my coffee. Yes. Right? It's it's light enough that pairing it with stuff, I can see it just killing the cigar. Right. Now, you think about a light lager beer. Maybe that's totally different. Yeah. 
but I can imagine, you know, like smoking this with a root beer and tasting oh, root beer. Yeah, you know, like I give. I'm I'm torn between a seven and an eight. I have a I have a favorable opinion of this. So I give it an eight. Okay, eight for flavor from yeah. Nick. I had a seven, so I guess that's fair. Um, I think it's a really good flavor. Um, you know, why didn't it score higher than a seven on this one? Um, the things that you just mentioned, right? First and foremost is I would like a little bit fuller body. And I, granted, you know, not every cigar is supposed to supposed to be full-bodied. Um, but I would like it to be robust enough that I could pair this with food and drink and stuff like that without drowning out the, the stick. And I'd like a little more strength. Yeah. Um, there's definitely not any kind of... I mean, there's almost no nicotine presence, it seems like, right. in the cigar. Right. Yeah. Um, I would like to see a little bit more uh, of that. But the flavors are great. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I think everybody should try it for sure. So got a seven there. And let's move on to experience. I had a, I had a good experience. I think that the, you know, smoking this at the appropriate time of year, um, I got up and it was 45 degrees this morning. There's football on all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I even think that adding the the stein with the with the beer would would add to the experience even more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I give it an eight, eight from Nick on experience. I had an eight as well. And uh, you know, use case absolutely football party. You bet backyard barbecue. You bet yard work. Totally, you can do it. The the price point is approachable enough that you know you can kind of do multiple stuff with this without flaking out um the the flavor is you know kind of light enough that you don't have to worry about eating first or drinking with it or exercising you know like i'm not doing yard work with a padrone 1964 anniversary even in the tiny principe because it'll knock me on my ass yep you know um so there's a lot broader use case for this there's some things that are out of bounds I, i wouldn't use it as a dog walker necessarily um, you know, it's a little too large and nice for that. Um, and I definitely wouldn't use it for any kind of celebration or something like that, but this is like a daily smoke that's enjoyable, affordable, approachable. And the, uh, Freestein thing is really cool, yeah. you know, uh, and it's collectible. So that brings our overall ranking to 39 for this Brickhouse Bricktoberfest, which is a pretty good score. Very good score. Really. I have a really favorable impression of this cigar. It's one I'm going to smoke again. For sure. I can tell you that. Yeah. Probably pair it with beer next time. Mm-hmm. See how that see how that works out. Not not doing beer at 8 o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Uh, we just do but, we just do blackened uh, whiskey. Uh, yeah. 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 And, then, uh, and then vomit afterwards. <laughs> Don't tell anybody about that. Uh, but yeah, impress, like the ash was great. The burn, I, I feel like the construction and the fact that it's a kind of like special unique flavor you know, really added to it, um, particularly at this price point. You know, if we were ranking this and it was $15, I think, you know, our numbers would be a little different. All right, that is all we've got this week for you on Burnline Podcast. Don't forget to hit us up, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, what you want us to smoke on the show, your uh, wishes and desires. We will grant them to the best of our ability. Um except for winning that $1.5 billion Powerball or whatever. Can't help you with that. But for cigar stuff, let us know. Reach out. Don't forget Instagram, Twitter X, whatever the hell it's called these days. 
threads and uh, interact, and we will get you more of what you want, less of what you don't want for the least possible effort, because that's how Johnny Midas rolls. This is Johnny Midas and Nick the Brick signing off. Thank you all. See you next week.